distorted. She has That's a beautiful right. voice. <laughs> no. Well, I always well. Welcome to Jumpstart Sessions, Allison. <laughs> oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, anybody who gets to do this, you know, uh, I didn't tell you this. I usually don't tell people, but now anybody listening, uh, you got to try to beat me to the call because there's this wonderful on hold music that this uh, Uber conference software has um, for on hold. It's just a, it's a funny song. So anyways, That's awesome. <laughs> uh, well, Hey, so I wanted to, I've been wanting to talk to you for a while. Honestly, I, I might've sent a few messages on, on messenger and I know maybe a year or two ago, we had a little bit of back yeah. and forth. Um, yeah. but I would love to see if you can, I tell the story a lot. I don't usually necessarily mention your name and usually on this as well. I mean, I only have first names and so there's no other linking to anything of the person I'm talking to. But, um, you know, can you remember back? I want to hear your version before I say what I've yeah. been rehashing in my mind for a while. But do you remember back to when you found me at, I think it was a, a, a video or photo event in St. Louis, yeah. but I'll, I'll stop there. And just, if you could kind yeah. of tell me where you were, what was going through your mind and okay, um, sure. we'll go from there. Absolutely. So when I found you, I was a photographer and I had my own business and I was trying to grow the business and I love photography and I think I had an open slot and I ended up in your videography seminar and I realized how much I loved video because of the emotion that creates uh, a different emotion than what photos created for me. And maybe in a more powerful way, simply because of uh, the way expressions change. And I loved it. So I was totally sold and I wanted to come work with you and I wanted to learn more about that. And here's what was interesting is uh, I know you talked a little bit about the seminar that you shot for Tony Robbins Mm -hmm. in that video seminar I took with you. And I thought, oh, that's cool. I didn't know much about Tony Robbins at the time, actually. Oh, but this created an interest in me, like, well, who is this guy and what does he do? Oh, my God. I see why you love the dude. He is incredible. And he's not the only one. There are, like, a million, I call them, um, evolved souls who oh. <laughs> seem to have found the truth, you know, mm. and they are teaching it. And each one in their own words. So I find value in... Um, one of the women that women, great English, uh, that I follow right now, her name is Brooke Castillo, and I love the way she teaches. It really resonates with me. I love Tony. He's amazing too. There's just so many amazing teachers out there. And you were my first teacher. So, wow. so here's what's cool is I showed up to learn video from you, and what ended up happening is it launched me into this entirely new avenue for my life. Um, I think I dropped the photo business not too long <laughs> after. With, yeah, sounds, I know, right? <laughs> sounds like what I remembered. Well, I, 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 before you go too much further, do you remember though? I mean, I've been saying this, and, and God forbid it's wrong, but I, I, I remember at the end of the day you being pretty emotional and were like yeah. kind of emotionally drained. And then I, I believe you said to me, I, I, I kind of know I don't want to do video. Do you remember kind of saying that? Yeah, I, I sort of, I realized that what I wanted was to reach people on an emotional level, mm. but not necessarily through create, and don't get me wrong, I still appreciate and love videography. Sure. But that's not my role in the world, I think. Mm. Get it? Yeah, so, for sure. Um, yeah, so I think from there, I, I sort of ended the photography business little by little, not all at once. I didn't yep, just sure. go home and go, that's it. I just started taking and, and that's what I and that's what I see a lot. I, 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 and I see that in general. And usually most people, regardless if they've got jobs or they've even created jobs within their entrepreneurial careers, is that most people, short of what's happening in our world right now with the, the virus thing, but most don't just stop immediately. Right. You know, there's it's there's a, that little it's bit a of gradual transition. Finding yep. of the new path, right? Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's the, in, our entire life is a journey, and we're just taking it one stone at a time. I have no clue what's next. I have kind of an idea of where the next stone is, mm. and I'm going to take a, a step or maybe even a wild jump in that direction, and I might fall in the water, and hey, you know, I tried, and I'm going to swim back to the next stone I can find, and we'll try again from there. Mm. We're just love finding that our attitude. way. I love that attitude. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, I'm great at failing. Oh my God, ask my husband. He's like, we wasted, and that's his words, wasted so much money on your failings. And I'm like, yes, but someday it's gonna be amazing when we finally get to the end and look back together, he's gonna, we'll say, look what we built. Well, so. you know, it, it's interesting <laughs> because it's kind of twofold there. Cause I, I don't, I mean, I've had that same thing and I actually had a lot of negativity towards what was happening for, a period of my life. Like for a while I didn't. Then I went through this whole period of, I think, experimenting to the capacity that you're talking about and spending money on all these things. And then I went through a phase of like resentment and negative towards all that. And then I've come out in the last probably 12 months to kind of love that and, and to be grateful for it because now a lot of the work I'm doing in finding what I believe for the not so, you know, for the next five or 10 years, like, I don't know how long now. And, and same thing, like I, I know it could evolve and change and I, I believe that it will. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I've kind of found that thing now for, I believe for a while. And, and part of that in the, in the service and helping that I want to do is that I'm dealing with people who are in that. I'm trying this. I'm trying yeah. that. I feel like a failure. I'm wasting all this money and time and energy. And people tell me to do a course and a book and a video, this and that and blah, blah, blah. And they're so lost. And I yeah. felt that at the most extreme level. And I mean, your attitude, I mean, I don't know if you remember, I mean, maybe you, you seem to have a lightheartedness, but I, I honestly don't fully remember that. Like there was a lot of mm -hmm. emotion when we met from like, I spent all this time on this photography business and mm -hmm. it didn't quite work out. And so this mm -hmm. is kind of my, oh, yeah, I'm gonna, I don't want to waste that time with video. And that's what I remember having the conversation at the end of the day was like, you just saved me five years or four years right? of going down a path and maybe you're accelerating that, but tell me what, so you kind of transition on it, but you did start a, a, a gym or something, right? Or what? Right. Yeah. So and I want you to see how cool this evolution is. Okay. Please. Because I do believe this, we are evolving ourselves. All right. Yes, for sure. So I did end up, I worked in a gym for a while. I coached for an owner. And then the next evolution in that was I took over the gym, I ran the gym. Wow. And then the next evolution of that was I kind of ended up in now I'm coaching weight loss and wellness. And you can sort of see how that evolution happened. And um, two things on what you were talking about, about evolution and consuming versus creating, I do think that we need to give ourselves a lot of compassion in that, of course, I'm going to mess up. That's how I learned. Mm -hmm it's totally okay to fail and, you know, air quotes, waste money and time yes. because how else would you know? Yes. Right? You have sure. to make those mistakes. Not like there's a guidebook. God doesn't hand you a book to the beginning of your life and say, here's your path. Like you gotta find that. No, right? for sure. For sure. And then the other part is like part of our job here is to consume what other people create and then equally creating for other people to consume. It's like a cycle. We, there can't be one and not the other. We have to consume what other teachers have created. We have to consume information and whatever products they've sold so that we can learn and evolve and then create the same for someone else who may resonate with us. I'm in like so, a constant state of getting chills while I'm talking to you because there's so much to see that this is like the attitude, the vibe, the energy, et cetera, et cetera, all these things you probably looked into that I, you talk about vibration maybe and, you know, yeah. energetic. Yeah, speaking and, my language. <laughs> yes. So there's this level though that like, you know, the contrast, right? This, this contrast is needed because if we never had darkness, we'd never appreciate light. And then there's a million things exactly. we can go about that. That's, that's, that's how we find that thing. But we all, and, and I just did this live before I got on here. And, and one of the things that I see on the back of a lot of Jeep Wranglers is, you know, not all those who wonder are lost. And so oh yeah, one of the questions I always kind of ask and I'm always asking myself is just, how's it working? Because too many times a coach, a trainer, whomever, it, it's fine. It can be fine to break things, but some are unnecessarily breaking things. And it, it's yeah. not... They make the person believe that they're broken or that this doesn't work because they don't like that thing or it doesn't work for them. So why should it work for you? You need to do it my way. And I just mm -hmm. find that we've got to find our own my ways and we Absolutely. have to go, is it, am I, is my wondering actually fine. Like some are nomadic and all over the place and, and they absolutely have found a divine love for that. But others yes. like for me, 
the constant change, even though I'm a variety driven person, the constant change was actually driving me insane because I, I, sure. I was finding that I was losing a lot of trust with people because my change, my variety wasn't happening in private and it wasn't happening for my own just randomness of doing things, which that was part of it, but it was happening from even a business standpoint. So I'm coming out of the gates, guns a blazing and, and making promises that quite frankly, within a month, a week, six months, I was breaking. And, and you had and to learn the, that. What's that? You know, you didn't, you didn't know that that would break you until it did. You can't, you can't feel angry at yourself or unhappy that you did all those things, you know, creating that break. You needed to break. You and and, and, and I love that. that. See, that's that distinction there, right? And that's where I love that we can kind of uh, uh, spar here on this callback for because I did, it, it, at the time I broke, I thought it was wrong, right? That That's the thing we're saying. Oh, yeah. I thought it oh, was we are wrong. so judgmental of ourselves. Exactly. So judgmental. And, and then <laughs> it's coming full circle to uh, realize as well that that judgmental of myself was so heavy because of actually how judgmental, which this is a crazy part. I mean, I don't say a lot of these. I mean, I'm, I'm an open book, but some of it's just coming out in the conversation. But like, I was heavily judgmental, actually, of others, and I didn't realize it. Um, oh, gosh, I know. You know, so, and, and being able to once told me you are so judgmental. I'm like, no, I'm not. Yeah, like, well, that's a judgment. <laughs> and that's why we fear. That's why we'll go and fear doing things or putting ourselves out there because we are so aware of mm. judgment because we're judging so hardcore. And so we feel yeah, that what, we don't have an awareness. You just, what if you just allowed everyone to be who they are? What if yes. you just allowed yourself to make your mistakes and be who you are? What if it? was all just for fun. What if just mm. what if this is us experiencing ourselves and it's a game and it's lighthearted and what if you just have fun with it? Well Amen. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? There's there's and, 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 the, and the irony of all this is is I, I feel like a kindred spirit here with you on this call because you know we're going through what some it's it's literally devastating them. And the thing I just said on this live yeah. is that People are thriving, surviving, and dying. Unfortunately, some of those aren't obviously great things, depending mm -hmm. on how you look at it, but all the time. All so the this time, isn't, every day. Right. This is so no this different. isn't, yeah, it's no different. It's just being exaggerated, but that's it. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. you know, having that ability to understand that and go, there's so much right now, because we started this before we did hit the record, was like, holy cow, you know. A week or so ago at the time of this recording, it was still kind of like, oh, okay, there's some weird things kind of happening, but oh, now it's happening to my town, you know, mm -hmm. and it's yeah. now almost happening to everybody, but there is no, there is, you said the solidarity, even though it, it can be kind of morbid, I guess it's like, there's a solidarity and knowing, yeah, well, yeah. you know, I'm not alone. I, I'm in isolation, but I'm not. The The problem yeah. is, is global. Yeah. Um, For the first time really in my known history, we are all truly seeing that we are in this together mm, yes. for the first time. And we always have been, that's the thing, is we always yep. have been connected. We always have been in this together. But maybe for the first time, I don't know, maybe since the Great Depression, we are realizing that we are all connected. We are all in this together. We can solve this all together. We are not alone. We can mm. solve any problem. And really, the worst thing that could happen, really, is that we're going to die. And guess what? We're gonna die anyway. <laughs> you get to live forever, unless yeah. well, and, your soul lives forever, but your body's gonna die. And, and why do we make it okay that the default of everyone on Earth can be gloom and doom and negative, and that if you're being up, like to, to, people could be listening right now, and like these couple of cra like crazies are sitting yeah, here. Yeah, right. <laughs> why okay. is that, that crazy? Right, like that's the crazy part. Why is the default of negative? and being all gloom and doom, yeah. that's okay. That's looked at as being normal. But somebody who's going to take that and, and spin that on, it's it's not being oblivious to it. I mean, I think, I, I, I can't speak for you, but at least for me, it's like, I know all these things are happening. Like, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't but focusing on it, just like any other time, you know, ap, ap, I think we've both now come full circle in our own individual lives. It's like, Focusing on the bad, focusing on what's not working, focusing on the negative only gets us more of it. And so yeah. we can feel into it, you know, feel our emotions, cry, have anger, but we don't need to live there. And yeah. and that's that I think to me an evolved is the way of thinking. 
Yeah. You know, you're like I was calling those two teachers evolved beings or all the teachers. Sure. I think that you are evolving your thinking. So th sure. the way you're talking now that we can focus on the positive, we can understand that we're all going to die someday and that we don't need to focus on that. That's an evolved way of thinking and not everybody is ready for that yet, which is sure. totally okay. Yes. They can sure. be where they are and that's totally fine. Yes. And the reason yes. why you're being called crazy or whatever is because sure. everyone who's calling you crazy has just not evolved to that point yet. And that's totally okay. Well, and, and, and I see that what's happening though now as well. And I think the crazy, the interesting thing we're using the word crazy or whatever word we want to use, it's, yeah. it's more so, you know, I, I don't actually feel that too much. And I definitely don't feel like I, I receive that almost at all, but I, I see it and there's the judgment thing, right? That's still there. You see it happening to others. And that's the part where like, I just deleted Facebook off my phone the other day. Um, mm -hmm. you know, the, these things of, and I've said this before this time, but it's, it's, you know, we, we've got to curate what comes into our life. Like to have this kind of thinking, I'm not sitting there consuming nonstop negativity. It's difficult right. to think and speak this way <laughs> all day, right. every day. And last week, I mean, I have to admit, like, I mean, I looked at the little thing on my iPhone. I mean, it was saying I was spending almost four hours a day on Facebook. Mm -hmm. I was, mm -hmm. eight, I mean, I had already had some version of an addiction. I'm not going to lie, but like, mm -hmm. it was do. not to that extreme. I mean, it was maybe an hour to an hour and a half. And then it doubled, almost tripled that week. Yeah. And then I was like, this is not, and I had to catch myself. And that's been the thing for me that I think didn't happen before was that things that aren't serving me could perpetuate out for months or years. And now the quickest is, you know, in the instant, of course, like moments and I catch it. And then now I would say on average things are, might go a week or so before I, I had this, like, get out of the, get out of the, the chaos and then, you know, get back to, what I know serves me and is going to, mm -hmm. you know, uh, get me out of this. I have a question for you that I want to, I want to ratchet back here for a second, because yeah. in that ability to uh, have clarity or continually shifting that clarity of direction, that's, you know, uh, right for you, maybe not right for others, but is right for you in the moment. And that moment could last a day, a week, a month, a year, 10 years, whatever. But mm -hmm. having that, that shift of, because what I see is I have a lot of people that that love certain things, right? And and I've had mm -hmm. this and I've talked about this, but loving the photography, loving the video or wanting to tell the emotion, what do you think happened? And whether there was that day that that was the jump start, let's just call it the, the pseudo into my brand, but you know, that that jump start, that catalyst that that started your shift in recognizing that although you didn't all of a sudden turn off your love for what videography, you know, meant to you. But mm -hmm. what do you believe made you turn it off for? That's not a business though, that I want to pursue because that's the distinction that I want to hear from you that a lot, I believe that even I'm in the work that I'm doing in the work that I've done on myself struggle with that distinction between what's something that I may even still play with or do or love but I'm not going to pursue this as a business. It's not right as a business for me because mm -hmm. too many business ideas, too many shiny objects in the business focused mm -hmm. direction is what I think has people really floundering because they've got eight different directions. They're all business models. They're all businesses and they dip their toes a little bit in each of them. And obviously then they get no, no progress in any right. of them. And so what, like what do you think were those distinctions that made you still have a desire to, to like it, but not to want to pursue it for business? You know, I think that honestly, it just goes back to that willingness to fail. Mm. So I felt in my heart, this isn't really what I want to do. And I have all these other ideas available to me. So many ideas. I have no idea which one is going to be what's successful. And who knows, maybe they would all be successful. And what is really determined what really determines my success is my ability to keep showing up and following through and acting. Mm -hmm. So I could choose anything. It doesn't matter. So I chose something. So I chose this gym because I love the gym. I wanted to work with the owner. I wanted to learn how to, you know, train people. And I wanted to learn how to train myself and how to manage our minds. It's not just physical. Mm -hmm. um, that was my next step, right? Who knew? what was going to happen. I could have chosen any other thing. 
but I loved it enough that I was willing to fail and keep failing and keep showing up and keep acting. And eventually one day I decided I don't really want to coach classes anymore. I want to coach people on weight loss. I want to do wellness coaching. I want to do something slightly different. So I took a side step, right? So yeah. it's not so much of knowing what you want to do ahead of time and doing it. It's understanding that you need to make the best decision for yourself in the moment with the information you have, having your own back on that and showing up consistently until you reach your goal. And then, Hey, at some point when you evaluate that, Hey, this isn't what I want anymore. Okay. I'm, I'm okay with letting that go. And I'm okay with doing something else now. But with the video yeah. specifically in the day that we spent together, um, what do you think? Cause I know that in a lot of people, <laughs> I always have this, a couple things. One, they still they don't know what's going to happen going in. They typically have assumptions. Nine times out of ten, when people get done, like, that's not what I assumed was going to be. They come yeah. in with this. I think I'm going to learn, and especially with my video background, which has been shifting. I think a lot more people know that that won't be the case. But I know at the time that I did the thing I did with you, there was still a heavy dosage of thinking probably I'm going to teach you the ropes for a video business, you know, and yeah. mm -hmm. and I know that you were kind of like thankful that you'd said in one of even the messages I think we had maybe a year or two ago was like, well, I'm glad you didn't do what I, I think wanted yeah. you or thought you were going to do. <laughs> what was it yeah. in that day that, uh, you felt like that happened that again, just in that moment made you go that video though, wasn't, okay. or, you I, know, wasn't I, the business that you wanted to pursue. I know that the other thing after that, that's great. And that was phenomenal advice. But what in that moment, that day sure. made you ha kind of have that shift you think? I think this is true with almost anything. Once you realize how much work is involved with learning the skill or doing something that you want to do, once you realize how much work is involved with that, you need to re-decide, am I willing to put in that much work, mm, right? Yeah. And so I saw in that moment, okay, it's not like we're just going to like flip the switch from camera to video. Like <laughs> It's not just a simple, easy thing here. This is a whole new learning curve. This is a whole new business. Love it. This is yep. a whole different way of editing and managing time and clients. And it's like, this is not like a, a quick, easy change. This is a whole new lifestyle. And I was like, I don't have the interest in learning that. <laughs> Thank you for showing me how much was involved with that because I don't want that. And I was able to go from there. <laughs> so, okay. So perfect. So the thing that I, I want to extract out of that, that I think is powerful is that, and I, and, and, and tell me if this is what you've found to be true now that you've gone down the path you've gone down is that in, at least in my life now with, you know, what I'm doing with coaching and everything is that I found the specific activity that I love to do. And the activity I really mm -hmm. love to do is quite frankly what we're doing right now on whatever, like mm -hmm. most people would never know whether I'm on this call on a podcast, I know, right? on Facebook live, <laughs> on in person, whether I'm getting paid, whether I'm getting paid a little, a lot, whether it's free, yeah. a friend, like they really wouldn't know. I just, it's, it's all kind of molded together. But yep. number two is that within video production, because as we've been talking on this, I went through having, first of all, I never would be the person I am today without everything that did happen. So that's a mm -hmm. given, right? And that's what we're saying sure. here. And so I never would have been able to go from 18-year-old kid in high school who actually hated talking in front of more than just one person in front of me um, to what I love and do now. Mm -hmm. Took all the things that happened. But video was actually, and, and I've come to realize this, and I've, I've said this here and there, but unlike most families who may or may not force upon their children normalcy of doctors, lawyers, you know, yes. those, those whatever normal things, get a degree, you got to do that. You know, you won't succeed without it. Like I never had that, but inadvertently without even really being forced, I fell more into my dad's love than it was mine. So my dad mm -hmm. always had a love for video and photography and making movies and writing scripts and did it before I was born, did it while I was younger and then did it in high school. And I fell mm -hmm. into video production not knowing what else could be there. I was, I was very much more entrepreneurial than I was. I love cameras and I love all this creativity thing with, with technical things like that. And so I went down that path. But what I found is that although I got really, and this is what happens to people, we can get really good at things that don't light our soul on fire. And I wouldn't yeah. say that during 
my peak of my video career that I was miserable shooting or doing those things. Now, editing yeah. and a lot of that on a lot of yeah. levels I was and relinquished Word. that as quick as possible. <laughs> but the outwardly, like being at shoots and shooting and, and meeting and connecting with people, and there's my key word. Yeah. That was what I absolutely fell in love with, which was the yeah. meeting and connecting with people. The problem was in video production, I was spending 80 plus percent of my time doing a lot of activities that I didn't really love doing. And so I spent 20 percent of my time doing an activity that I loved. And so it was being able to now after all this extract that activity and design a business in life that has me pretty much spending 80 percent of my time doing that activity. And I Mm -hmm. think what what I'm hearing from you and that I think that what gets taken for granted is that people who fall in love with shooting or editing or maybe both, because a, a lot of people are taught, you know, listen to this or in the filmmaking video niche, but there's also a lot of what I talk about and what we're talking about here today can apply to pretty much anyone uh, for the most part. But it's that whatever activity that is, whatever business it is, is that they're now, especially if you're an employed person, you go from potentially getting to do the activity you might like, but now going, mm-hmm. oh, I it, it's it's sexy because I, I could be an entrepreneur. I could have my own business. And the thought that gets implanted in people's minds also is that I'll make more money if I just right. do this myself rather than working with this person. But now you just did your activity and now you're going to have 80% of your time potentially being spent doing activities that you don't like and potentially that you never want to get better at. And right. so what happens is you get sabotaged into a scenario where you're not honest enough with yourself, which is what I'm hearing and want to pull out of this is that you were honest with yourself enough to go, I'm happy to maybe play around with the camera, do it on the side as a hobby, but mm-hmm. the volume, it's the, the, the amount of things it is going to take for me to succeed within this. I just do not have the wherewithal, the drive, the willpower inside to want to do all that. And you right. had enough and, and, and God knows what I said, because if there's anything I've learned, no one seems to know, including myself, what I say on those days. Uh, it just all kind of flows. And that's what I found when I'm in my sweet spot is when I'm doing stuff like this. And then it just flows out of me. And I, you know, call it God, source, universe, whatever. I find yeah. that, you know, it just divinely comes through me. And I've, I've owned that now because for years, the opposite was true. I was being told to go, well, what did you do in that one-on-one day? You know, you need to you need to systemize that. You need to put it in a system, step by step, a framework, record a course. And I'm going, I'm asking a million questions for years. I mean, I think I even when we had last talk, there was still a probing of you. What do you think happened that day? What do you think? You know, all these things. And and no one really ever had answers that satisfied me until I've now, and we talk about focus today, you know. I shifted my focus from people who I found weren't anything like me. So they were either introverts Mm. or they were systems people or structured, detailed. They were the polar opposite of me. And then the the formulas and frameworks they're giving me to succeed as, quote unquote, even just a coach, were things that weren't going to win for me ever because I'm not that person. And that's where you tell me, so I'll, I'll pull that back to you now, is do you believe whether you've you've had the awareness or not of it that now with what you're doing with your coaching for, for health and wellness and all that, do you find that you've now been able to put yourself in that 80, we'll call it 80 percentile of yeah. getting to do activities you love rather than with photography and these other things you might've pursued, you were spending too much time in areas that just bogged you down. Yeah. I think you've hit the nail on the head. If you can find a way to work in an area that you, like you said, you can't tell whether you're at work or you're socializing or you're doing it for fun. If you can find a way to make money doing things that you love, you have just found the key to the universe. Yep. And I do think that it's really important to understand that there's always going to be parts of even a job that you love that you don't necessarily want to do, you know? Yep. So like, I, yep. I don't love getting on Facebook and talking because There's a whole lot of mind management that I have to do over judgment and fear of being judged. Um, So that's okay. I can still do things that I don't feel like doing. And I understand that in order to do something that I want to do, I'm going to have to do things that I don't feel like doing. 
Yep. But otherwise, yeah, I think you've nailed it. But, but into that point, that is so true. And I believe that. And that's why for me in life, you know, I love the old Pareto's law or whatever, the 80, 20 rule type of thing. And I've seen it play out in a million different ways in my life and others. And, and it is that it's that there will be things that we may have to do that we don't love or we don't want to do. Yeah. And sometimes we cannot get rid of them. And so if we, we have to look, do, is it make sense? And can we do it? Can we find, you know, the accounting to, can we get an accountant? You know, can we do these, these things to mitigate some of that? But then there's others that you might just have to do. But it's again, back to that. Do we spend, if 80% of our life is spent doing or in areas of disgust and I don't like, and that's not fun. And then we won't, cause what I've found that it, the biggest thing, and I've shifted my, came in 2014, the MIA that I always talk about of massive and perfect action. And in, in mm -hmm. the January of this year, I, some things happened. I won't necessarily, depending on what happens, we can go into it, but something happened and I had a shift to where there was a maturity of it and became still MIA, but it came inspired action. And what I realized is that a part of my career was spent and, and it's, it's worked for people too, but when you have no clarity and you do nothing, you'll gain so much more clarity from at least doing or trying or experimenting. And so that believing that there's nothing perfect and just being imperfect right. and loving that being perfectly imperfect. Right. And so yeah. that experimentation, but what I found is a lot of people, and I even saw this for myself is that's a lot of throwing stuff at the wall, kind of manic action and crazy and trying all these things. And that's good. There's a season for that. But if we sure. live in that space, it gets even more chaotic and more crazy right. than before when we didn't do anything. And so then the, the maturity becomes finding a peace, finding a calm, getting back to your intuition and your heart and being able to listen for the inspired thoughts that lead to inspired actions. I should text this person. I should call this person. I should do this mm -hmm. thing. And having your heart, God, universe, source, you know, it's, it's different words for people. And, and, and taking action from that place. And so yeah. what I found is that for me, one big thing of getting people to action, which causes them to, you know, have results they've never had before is because the one thing that at least I try to do that's helped me because what I hated when, you know, coaches or different people that I had would like almost shame me into doing certain things. And for one reason right. or another, these certain things didn't resonate. Now there's always... There's things that to get to be comfortable on camera, I, I wasn't comfortable, right? But what I found is that there's two different types of discomfort. There's the, I hate this, I don't want to do it. And I know pretty much if I'd ever had to do it, I, I would never do it. Like there's nothing about it that I want to do. That I enjoy, yeah. And so those are very difficult things to get people to do or to improve upon. And so when someone says, you got to do this and it doesn't resonate at all with you, like you might do it once, but if you still find there's nothing there for you or your mind doesn't right. shift on it, the likelihood you keep doing it is low. So for me, right. I'm always trying to create, I never in my coaching tell people anymore, I almost probably never did, but I definitely don't now is like, tell them what to do. I don't force them. You need to do this. I create different options and perspectives and yeah. get them to resonate with something. Cause what I found, at least I guess with having no awareness of this, I was already doing it is people would go. And tell me things they did. And I go, I, I've never told them to do that, you know, and, mm -hmm. and it's because the inspired <laughs> actions came out of creating options, creating the ability, the freedom to be imperfect. And so now sure. they found what resonated for them and they acted on that. So if they were introverted, they acted on introverted tendencies of things that would be more something they would align with versus me being more extroverted and me telling a super introverted person to do all these mm. things that I would do. And then they don't right. do them. And so they get no results. And that's where my that. awareness or as you're calling it evolution has gone through the roof in the last four or five years, because I experienced so much do this and do that from people who didn't seek to understand me at all. So the advice they gave not being, I don't, and this is where the shift is the, I used to blame them. Right. I used to see fault in them because I would be like so in, in my mind in pain because I felt like I wasn't making progress because and I didn't know why. And now I just mm. see that it's not to their fault. It's just mm -hmm. that the awareness is they're just doing their thing, which I did before as well and gave advice without having any awareness either. But now that shift is 
they were people who saw life through a lens of their own. And so mm-hmm. they didn't go, oh, Gebs is introverted and so, or not introverted, or he's extroverted or whatever. And so us telling him to do courses and this and that and da, 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 it's not bad advice. It was just bad advice for me. And that's the right. distinction. Um, and that's right. where I think that we got to have a filter on our life now going, most advice, yes, there's ill-intended. Again, we get back to, we can focus on the negative or the scam artists. Yes, that exists, but there are plenty of great, phenomenal people. And I'm not saying that I still don't spit out things that might cause some people some harm in, in non-intentional, of course, ways, the same way these people were. But there's plenty of good. But if we can put that one little lens in front of our glasses to just go, hmm, where mm-hmm. does this advice sit with me? And mm-hmm. does it resonate? And, and, and d- does it apply best to me? And, and, and that's where, yeah, coaching and things can help because like with yourself, I mean, a lot of us aren't lacking information, right? With whatever you're helping people with specifically with your health and wellness, right? Most people, what I find, even with myself, we're not necessarily telling people things they don't already know. Um, right. It's just that, and go ahead. I, I'm going to, I'm going to stop there for a second. <laughs> Let you, you, you spitball back. <laughs> well, I do think that you're, you're right that one of the best things a coach can do for a person is to offer a perspective of, I see that you're, you don't want to do this and that's totally okay. And I want to find out why, what is the problem here? Is it, so let's just use for me, I'm just going to use my example because it's super easy for me to do. (laughs) Yep. 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 Why are you not eating the way you want to, you say you want to eat in the moment? So you make Mm -hmm. a plan for yourself the day before, why are you not eating that way the next day? And the reason usually is, well, but the cake looks so good. Well, okay, <laughs> but what's that about? You know, we need to be pushing people to find out you wanted to do this. You made the decision. Why are you not honoring yourself? That's mm. where coaching comes in handy. Because you're right. People, of course, know how to eat. You know you should be eating fruits and vegetables. You know you should be limiting sugar. You know that. Yep. Why are you not doing it? And that's where without someone else reflecting it back, it gets difficult to have. And and here's one thing I found. I had had such, and now I see the full circle in my, my prior thinking, I had had such many bad experiences with coaching that even part of my ability to sell coaching was bad because I actually am going, yeah, I'm seeing results that I give to people. I like the Mm -hmm. act of doing it, but my Mm -hmm. receiving of it has been Mm -hmm. not so great. And so I'm actually Mm -hmm. a little conflicted here because I'm going, I'm not even, I've never, I've never fully felt that I've experienced what these people are experiencing. So it's like, do I really believe? But maybe you don't need to. And and I, well, and I did, I did. And and I don't know that you do. I ended up, I did experience it and it it made a big difference. Um, But the other thing that's come full circle to what we're saying here of like kind of evolved thinking, because sometimes I'm like shuffling back between, well, I don't think this way anymore, but I was, is that the idea of all these things, quote unquote, good or bad, are teachers, right? That's where you started with this, that contrast. And so all those things taught me. And, And now I'm able, I'm on my own path. You're on your path. We're all on our path. And if we take these experiences that seemingly don't resonate and are bad, we are able to question that and go, well, what is mm-hmm. that then? What's the opposite of that? But when you're in the mud, in the dirt, mm-hmm. you're dirty, and you're in the it's tree, hard to see it. it's hard mm-hmm. to see it. And that's where people like us come in. And I just actually finally uh, figured out the name that you mentioned before we got live here. Because uh, I was like, oh, I've heard that name. Now, where the heck am I? What I hear it from? Life Coach School, right? Is that mm-hmm. Yeah, Steel? exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Because I was like, I've heard that name. She popped up, but I can't remember who she is in this moment. And I didn't ask you in the moment, yeah. but it, it, it hit me. But um. But yeah, so it's, it's so, it's so fascinating. Um, It's just, it's, I don't know, there's, and and I think that evolved way of thinking, I think even in the coaching world, um, isn't fully there. You know, I I think that if not, we, we still need everything, but there's that level of Gosh, if, if, and, and some of it's because some of the marketers probably wouldn't do this, but how, how much of a service is it that when you're offering Facebook ad training and do a, be a course creator and these different things, if just on the surface level, there was this foundational self-work that I believe, you know, 
really well now. And, and I've, you know, mm-hmm. got figured a lot out. It's like, if that was there, because the amount of mm-hmm. people who are jumping from course to course and book to book and this to this still equally mm-hmm. is lost on certain levels, because yes, we can say and go, oh, now as I read books or as I have a coach or as I do this or I do that, and I might experience something that doesn't feel as great, I can, you mean, you can interpret that in a way that's going to serve us. Unfortunately, especially in 12 years of filming for speakers and thought leaders and coaches and, you know, all these different people, again, most I feel were great people overall. And they, they had great services and, and I filmed some hella passionate people giving testimonials. While I also saw certain people who were at all these events and in, when, in having conversations with them in the halls, they were really struggling. And they mm. were really, really confused as to why. Because sure. the marketer made them believe that this will be the solution. This will solve the problem. Right. This will make right, them right, the right. money. And without what the little foundational thing I'm talking about here that like me and you are doing, the reality is we'll just jump around and not look at these things as what can I learn from them? How can I grow? How can I this and that? But rather, oh my gosh, I'm never, I'm so lost. I'm so confused. I've, and, and mm-hmm. I your, your husband was saying, I've, you've spent so much money on all this stuff. Right. We have no money coming in from any of this where, what is the point of all this? And, and, and I feel for those people because I've been there. And I've experienced that and I filmed people in, in my video career of that. And I just feel like, gosh, if people just went through that little bit of, of work at the beginning, everything they do moving forward would be more of a blessing rather than it would be a curse. Um, this yeah, experience but, for people but, in but, our but. life, it, the, the experience right now for people would be somewhat more of a blessing for more people than probably, unfortunately, a lot. And we're doing our part, but a lot of people through this time, it's going to be, you know, they might see it later, you know, hindsight 2020, but you know, yep. uh, they'll have, they'll have no faith that this is serving them right now. Right. They'll, they'll just be looking at this and there's no amount of comfort that, yeah, other people are going through this too. It's like, no, this is, this is hell on earth. This is the most horrible thing. And, and they will find no ability to have this serve them in this moment versus, you know, this evolved thinking that you're mentioning of, how can this serve me now and figure it out now and have it be more at peace and calm that allows me to thrive during this time rather than have this dig me a deeper hole or deeper grave than I was already. And and it's shining, right? Like this is just accelerating for everybody. Whatever was already existing, you know, people are going to be doing Facebook live doing all these things, but you know, most there'll be some weird level of normalcy for some that are going to come in a month or two months or whatever. And they're going to stop writing their book and doing their live and doing their podcast and doing all these things because it's something they wanted to do, but it's not the right thing for them anyway. So now this was able to actually be a blessing because it forced them to do something that was weighing on their shoulders for months, weeks, or years. And now it doesn't have to weigh on them anymore. And some are going to go, hallelujah, hell yes. And they're going to keep writing their book and doing their lives and they'll make a whole new career that they wanted and now is working that that might've been five years from now had this not happened, you know? Right, right, right. And I think it's important to remember that this struggle, even though we don't enjoy it and don't want to struggle through this right now, this is important. Mm -hmm. You know, you ask any teacher when they teach their kids in school, they'll tell you, don't steal the struggle from that student because that's how you learn. This is how we learn. This is normal. This is good. We're going to get better from this. And it's interesting you say that because it's something that I've thought a lot about when it comes to, you know, the work that we're doing. It's that because some of it's to elite, right, to alleviate one's pain and to alleviate one's struggle while simultaneously Mm -hmm. recognizing that we're never, we, we shouldn't take it away entirely. And we also can't. And so yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of, again, back to what was just said, like, it's just put a different lens and filter in front of what inevitable struggle, right? You didn't not have you, you decided in that day, ah, uh, you know, I don't want to struggle through all these things with video production. So therefore that's right. not a path, but that right. didn't mean that it eliminated all struggle from that point forward. Exactly. It just, you still had it, but now you maybe had a lens and filter 
to view that struggle a little differently and choose, I guess, appropriate word, your battles appropriately for, for you um, versus going down these paths that, you know, I've seen from like ideas. I'm an idea person, but it used to be that I would go down these paths with these ideas and then, you know, yeah, it'd be six months and then I, I kind of give up or I stop and I couldn't figure out why. And, and then what happened with, with, with the, the reasons why is exactly what we're talking about because mm-hmm. I, the idea wasn't a bad idea. Sometimes it might be for yeah. sure, but at times, and again, for me, but maybe for everybody, but very rarely it's, it's like, yeah, I think a lot of people have great ideas. They're, they're coming up with things that could be great apps and great businesses and great whatever, but without the execution of it, it won't be. And that's where I found that the ideas that I was creating were bad ideas for me because I Mm -hmm. wasn't all the moving component, like especially people are visionary type of personalities. There's going to be all these millions of activities that you're not going to want to do. And, 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 and so therefore if you're not good at delegating and building a business and all that now, all of a sudden, yeah, you're spending 80% of your time doing all the things that, you know, cause I can quickly go from the big picture to as soon as I start talking to a few friends or something about it and I get into the mud, I quickly go, yep, I'm not messing with that no more. I mean, exactly. no matter how epic it can be. And that's why back to though, if they're rooted for me a lot for a long time, we're rooted in money. And mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you somebody, if, if you haven't heard of her or looked her up, um, I told the story a little bit before, but have you ever heard of uh, Susie Batiste? No. Okay, so have you heard of poopery? No. The little uh, spray when you spray in your toilet oh, when it stinks. Poopery. Yeah. yeah. Poopery, not poop. Yeah. Well, yeah. Poopery, the the poop spray. Uh, okay. So this lady, you know, was always entrepreneurial. By the time she was almost forty, she went bankrupt twice, divorced twice, and kind of had given up. Like, I'm I'm done. Like I suck at business. This is not meant for me. Right. Went into this kind of she called it this spiritual hiatus and you know, got to a place where she's like, I, you know, I'm, I'm good banging my gong. She called it her gonga or whatever, this drum, you know, kind of, I guess, Buddha thing or whatever. I don't even know a lot about it, but you know, she's just like, I was good. And then we were at a party and my uh, brother-in-law said, Hey, I wonder if you could trap the, the, the odor of, you know, stink of poop in the toilet, just randomly oh said God. it to her. And, and, and she just had this, you know, she calls a live idea, this inspired thought, but no mm-hmm. business around it. Just, I love essential oils, something that I love. And this seems like a good challenge. And so yeah. she started experimenting <laughs> and then people came over and then she's like, are you going number one or number two? And they're like, you're crazy. And then she would spray the toilet. <laughs> and, and months and years, or not years later, but months, months later, somebody said, Man, we, you know, could I get this? Like, this works. This is crazy. And then boom, some light bulbs went off and she just started following these kind of inspired breadcrumbs. And now 14 years later, she has, you know, they're doing 90 plus million a year. Um, I love it. And, and the thing about it is that there's so many stories like that, that I've, I've found now from people who, and it's one thing when you hit a version of rock bottom to do this, it's another thing to own into these stories and that recognize the ones I see fail all the time. I can give my own, you know, millions of stories to this is because I'm not driven by money but our society is, and we do need it. And that mm. becomes a focus. So our ideas are usually rooted in the shininess of this could be easy to make money, or this would be great to make right. money, or it's scalable and leverageable and all these things that we're told. But the principle of the whole call today is that, again, if 80% of that thing will involve you doing things that you have no heart and no soul <laughs> and no desire for, You'll yeah, never right. get to the income that it does have the potential to make, that these people online are selling you. But without that rootedness in, I'd do this if I didn't need any money, right. you'll never make it to the money. And and right. yet people go, well, with well, this idea, there's, it doesn't make any money. It's like, well, there's a million ways to make money. Um, Absolutely. You know, and so can you, if you do know what you want, but the thing that you want you don't have clarity around money. You just have to identify how much you need and what sacrifices you might be willing to make. And then what job or something maybe do you have, you know, that just, Mm -hmm. or, you know, what, and and I'm always asking the question, this is what you don't see when you're getting generalized generic advice is that for me, when I usually do these, these sessions that I do with people, this one's been totally different, which has been a blast, um, is that 
you know, it's, it's, there's little nuance and there's no judgment, but like, whether it's a male or female or whomever, it's, you know, cause sometimes you've got the wife of course stays at home, but sometimes the husband stays at home or et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, and some are single and 19 years old and still live in their parents' basement, like how I started. And so mm-hmm. those nuances are going to shift what things you may or may not be able to do in the short term. You know, if you've got a wife or a husband and five kids and, you know, one of you typically works and one of you doesn't like that's going to cause a different set of actions or, or extending potentially uh, how long it may take you. Like like you were saying, like I didn't quit my photography entirely or something like, you know, you're not going to quit your job full, you know, and and put your entire family under, under total duress, you know, and and pain in that time. But, but also what I found is, is it doesn't mean we shouldn't go towards like when I didn't want to do wedding videos anymore, that was in 2010. I still did my best for every person I had over those next four years. And 2014 was the last year I did them. But I think so many people, they don't even feel like there's a light. So they don't start, you know, and and the light's always there and we'll never get there if we don't make and take those first steps. Um, And that's where, so tell me for you then for right now, because I've been seeing your, your lives pop up and you've been doing some fitness stuff on there. So, I mean, what a little bit more as well, specifically, um, I mean, from a business perspective or, or whatnot, do you have going on that you're doing? Um, I, okay. So are you asking, um, what I'm trying to create right now? Is that create? Yeah. I mean, hybrid of maybe uh, you can give a little background to, so you're not like co-owner or owner of the, of the gym anymore. Is that correct? Okay. So, so yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, and when did you get out of that entirely? Uh, probably last February, okay. I believe was sort of the end of that. And um, so what's been since last February, so about a year, what's been that yep. progression yep. And, and what you're so, working on creating now? Okay. So as of last February, I decided I would rather spend my time teaching, uh, the more mindful part of wellness and weight mm-hmm. loss rather than the more physical. So as you can tell on Facebook, I still am doing the physical because I love it. I love working out. I love teaching kids and adults how to move in a way that feels good in their body. Um, but I want my main focus to be on creating a mindset that will create what we want in our lives and how to continue to follow the plan we create for ourselves because so much of the time we don't feel like doing something that we wanted to do. How do you continue to do something even if you in the moment don't want to, right? Yep. So yeah. So right now, so most of my business is focused on weight loss and um, wellness in individual clients, but I am creating programs that are for free because I want to create value in the world. Mm -hmm. Free programs online for anyone to take and it's my gift to the world. Got it. So that is what I'm focused on right now in this time where people are sort of hunkered down in their homes, although most of my business is virtual, so it's totally yep. okay. Yeah. Um, people are feeling that financial restriction. So it's not that I've lost clients, but I'm, I'm not actively seeking them. I'm taking a little bit of a break and using this time to um, really focus on creating value in the world to help the world because we just need to all feel a little love right now. Yep, <laughs> you know? for sure. For sure. <laughs> I, I agree with that 100%. <laughs> I mean, and that's where, yeah. you know, some people use the word light workers, all these different, you know, uplifters, you know, encouragers, you know, the coaches. I mean, yeah. you know, w- w- we all need each other all the time. But I mean, if there's a time to shine in our area and and it shines a light on our mindset, right? It's easier to be happy. Yeah. And everything's great. when You're right. It is so much <laughs> harder to be happy when you lost your job or oh, sorry, other way around. It is so much harder to be happy when you've lost your job and yep. your husband is struggling. And yeah, but this gives us the opportunity to really highlight where in my mind am I needing to do some work? Yep. And yep. it's been highlighting for me this week for sure. Boy, I didn't want to get on Facebook and do those videos and I decided to do it anyway. Uh, I'm glad. Well, hey, real quick, because I know, because you had had me move it an hour early. Do you have something at 11? I just want to make sure. I have something at 1130. Okay. Well, I will, yeah. uh, I'll probably be wrapping up our, our conversation on the, on the, on the public uh, sector of this here in just a second. And then uh, at least for five or so minutes, uh, take a few things that are relevant, but not re- necessarily relevant for everybody to, to, to listen to here. But is there any, any, um, final thoughts, you know, that you'd like to say 
you know, as you, uh, as we kind of wrap up, up this part of it, I mean, I'm super, super grateful for you getting on here. I mean, this is something that, because it's even been a, it's an affirmation for me as well, because, you know, for a while, part of my limiting beliefs within coaching were that, uh, you know, I've, I've focused a lot on videography and part of that was full transparency and for everybody listening to, but, uh, uh, <laughs> was, was marketing because I understand that, um, you know, the work I'm doing, the work you're doing, the work coaches are doing, um, you know, we're, we're on a lot of levels, we're unique, but we're not right. Like in, in, yeah. in the things I'm saying, um, I'm not alone in some of the things I'm saying for sure. And there's, there's a wide variety of people saying it, but in the video production niche itself and, and creativity and uh, filmmakers and, and that world, it is um, specific, mm-hmm. just focusing in that world. And so there's not, there's not 5,000 other people talking to just kind of that niche of people um, like we, we, you say Tony Robbins, and then you get into all the sectors of people who've been around for a decade or more, and they're very broad and generic. And, you know, ultimately anybody with a pulse can go to them. Now, mm-hmm. the more for me is I also, I focus on that from a marketing, but I also focus on it because my belief system was without the video component, without the business component to it that I've had a decade of experience with, I, I don't know how I'm helping people. Mm. And it's come full circle for me. And especially even just the last probably six weeks to uh, uh, just this year has even come bigger, bigger. And this was one of those examples that the reality is what happened with you has more or less become kind of my sweet spot. Like my Mm -hmm. thing that I can do with anyone, but that especially within if it's a video, if it is a videographer, um, it's that do you really just want to edit? Do you really just want to shoot? Do you really want to do both of those? Do you want to do neither mm-hmm. of those? Do you want to, mm-hmm. do you want to run the business and, and hire the people? Um, you know, what, what aspects and where do you fit into? And if we can align with that, you'll thrive versus like, I had one guy, he got an assistant editing, uh, Netflix position. Well, I've known him since 2014 coached on and off, but he was always had a job and he made, you know, 10 to 15 grand on the side, trying to be the whole kit and caboodle, right? I'm, I'm going to run this business. I'm going to get jobs, sell them, negotiate, shoot, edit the whole thing. But back to that question of like, what would you do if you did any money? He's like, I really, I just want to edit. Like, I just love editing like this other stuff. Well, I guess sure. that's, and in his mind, it was, I guess that's what I have to do so that I can edit. And yet mm. there is a way to build something where you can bypass that somebody else is excellent at that. And then you do your thing. And, and, and so when he quit his job, he made double what his job had and like quadruple what he was making on the side as a hobby, trying to do it all. And so, you know, what happened to you? I mean, you're such a catalyst here for myself. And like I said, I've been, I kind of itching to have this conversation for a while with you because it's like you came in thinking I'm going to learn the ropes of video production. And then yeah. the reality is I don't really care nope. to talk. I mean, I might, <laughs> I've probably talked about the business and everything else, but like from technical, I don't care to talk about that at all. And even the business, I find that now full circle for me, I don't give anybody any strategy until we get some clarity around, would you do this if you didn't need money? Like weddings are the easiest thing. It's like uh, for people to usually want to do, but it's like a lot of people don't want to do that. And it's like, well, you'll never mm-hmm. have much success with the wedding industry. If I gave you a million dollars right now and you're like, I wouldn't touch a wedding with a thousand foot pole. Whereas I have people who are like, <laughs> you know what? I, I, I genuinely love weddings. And so when yeah. we can get some clarity around that, we can bring some strategy into it. But that's what I think is the part that gets left out. And so you're just that example of like, you know, it's funny because I've said this to people and I've had some pushback from time to time. Uh, but, you know, it's like, you, you were the epitome of that. It's like, you know, you went on a completely different direction. You didn't stay, uh, within video production. And I mean, would you say for your life, um, here that prior to that, and I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to take any kind of full credit, but just this, this level of like that being some kind of catalyst, do you find that the joy that you've had after that day versus what felt like kind of maybe the struggle and emotional struggle that you had before that and the photography, the five years of that, do you feel that that, that shift and in, in, in that, that day helped you 
find a lot more joy, even though there, of course, probably was plenty of struggle over the last six years or so? Yeah. And, you know, I'm actually going to do a little advertisement for you. How about that? Appreciate it. (laughs) Here is what Michael Gavin did for me. You highlighted for me what I didn't want so that I could start on a path of it was at first a lot of struggle and a lot of failure and a lot of pain. Um, But you highlighted for me where I wanted to be. And here's the problem. I couldn't have done that without you because I wasn't capable of seeing in myself what I wanted and whether I was willing to work for it. I needed someone to highlight for me what I wanted, why I wanted to do it, and why I wasn't willing or willing to take action to create that in my life. So I needed, I needed somebody else outside of myself. I needed a coach. Now, some people may be able to do it without a coach, and good on them, sure. but I needed a coach, and you were the one that resonated with me. That's not to say that you're going to be the one that resonates with everybody, yep. and that's totally fine. For all of us. So yep, you were the one sure. that resonated with me, and you will resonate with other people like me that need just someone to call them out on their bullshit mm. and to maybe encourage them and remind them to have a little compassion for themselves. Because we're human. And yes, it's okay to fail. And you damn well better fail or you're not trying hard enough. <laughs> yes. Wow. Love you. <laughs> you know, dun, dun, dun. I appreciate Bye, that Michael. so much. And uh, <laughs> you know, I just want to say I'm so grateful for, for that message. And, and, and one thing that I have found that I don't know about you and anybody else listening, but um, of course, I, I needed that. I love that. I'm appreciative of that. And I don't know if you find it, but a lot of the things I say, some I've gotten through on some level for sure. But, you know, at times um, <laughs> what I'm, I'm speaking out, if well, now I've found the ability to sit with that and realize that at times the thing I'm speaking out loud on a Facebook Live or to someone else is exactly the medicine that I need. And I think oh, that you yeah. can overcome that imposter syndrome a lot quicker when you come to grips with that. And, and mm-hmm. at times, you know, I've had so much more success in coaching because in 20 late, I think this is when the time we talked, I said some of this because I was on this uphill figuring it back out again, 2016, 2017, 2018, I shut it all down and did some deep work on myself um, because at times, especially when people go into coaching or go into some of these things, it's because they've had some success with it, but they're still so traumatized themselves, but they go yeah. into the coaching and they go into those services. And there's so much imposter syndrome because quite frankly, as although we're always evolving and always learning, if there's too deep of a rooted thing still with you, that's mm-hmm. why you'll have a really hard time selling it because right. you're like... I'm a total mess. And yet I'm trying to tell these people (laughs) how to not be. And I think that if we can come from a place of taking responsibility and doing some deep work ourselves as well, and knowing that we're, nobody's perfect and we never figured it out and we're not going to come from a place of like, I'm a know-it-all, but like, are we helping someone with something where at least more than some people say, ah, just a step and that's 50, 50, but like, a little bit ahead versus we're still in the deep thick of it and we're trying to help people versus we've at least gotten a little ahead of this because I think that people have BS meters and people, I I had, I had a talk with a guy that this crazy thing happened. There's a story. I I will not have time to tell the whole thing right now, but this guy, I I said, man, it was an Uber driver. And I'm like, man, we, you should come to dinner with me and my buddy. He's like, man, you know, I got to pay the bills. That was the line he had. Well, some more happened. And then I'm like, whatever bills you thought you were going to pay for the rest of the day, I want to give you a $150 tip. And like, and he shut that thing down. We had dinner with me and my buddy and it was just a phenomenal experience. But then he got all fired up and he's telling me about how he was telling one of his friends, he's like, you know, man, you got to take risks and you got to do these things. And I stopped him. I said, I want you to remember something you told me earlier today. Right in front of your face was an opportunity. And what did you say to me? You said, I got to pay the bills. Yeah, I said, so you're telling people to do things that there's probably a lot of part of your life right now that you're, you're not, not doing. doing. And the yeah. reason people won't take action is because you yourself aren't being your own inspiration. 
And so, right. and, and, and I found that there's been the times in my life that I've gotten frustrated with that within others because you're telling people things, but then you go, you're kind of being a fraud because what you're telling yeah. people to do, you're not even willing to do yourself. And so when you can come from a place of going, if I'm coaching or I'm just being a friend to somebody, but I'm telling them to quit their job, but they look at you and go, yeah, buddy, but you don't quit yours. Right. It's like, that's why you'll have frustration in the fact that people around you, even though people say, well, I just want to inspire people. Well, then be the inspiration. Take like you saying that I'm failing. I'm willing to fail. and I've failed a ton. Like that is an inspiration. And that's what people forget. Yeah. Your failure is yeah. the inspiration, not you just coming out of the gates, being a motivational person. It's like, yeah. You can't be motivational or inspirational if you yourself, and that's the irony, but if you yourself don't have some kind of struggle or things that you're willing to share and overcome, but I, I'm going to, I'm going to break it there, Allison. I'm going to, I'm going to keep going when I get off this right now, but I am okay. so grateful for you, uh, being on here and, and sharing your fire and your spark and your uh, inspiration. And I hope this is what I'll talk about too, when we get off this, like, for you to shine that that much brighter because I mean, the world needs, you know, people like yourself and uh, just thank you for being on here. Thank you for your, your of course, kind words and uh, rock and roll. Thank you.